This is coming out of a cave with a uh, sun hole atop of a mountain. Mountain? Mansion. There you go. It's near a mountain. There you go. Anyway, this is FIGO's PC. And as always, I am your host, Rebelzen, aka Danny Hale. With me, as always, the trusted producer, Winifred Mock. Say hello. I'm here today. Are you? As always. You sure about that? Yep. Want to phone a friend? Nope. Alrighty then. And of course, all the way from the black country in the West Midlands, UK, is the one and only Unicorn Slayer, aka Pete. Say hello. I'm just here in body, not in spirit. No, your spirit's uh, on the top shelf. Yeah, yeah. Last time I checked. Mostly whiskey, bit of tequila. Mm-hmm. What else? Throw in there? Anything? Baileys. I know you're yeah. a big fan of Baileys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's good. So, yeah, anyway, we're on episode 35. That's three and a five for all you kids that uh, like bingo. Um, so, here we are. And, uh, yes, we've had a we've had an interesting time of it lately. Uh, my leg, as you, none of you will care. Uh, it's pretty much, <laughs> we're getting there. That's all I'm going to say. It's definitely a leg, which is good. It hasn't turned into a tennis ball or anything, which well, would be different. I was saying earlier, I think it's the worst injury I've ever inflicted on another human being. Yeah, I've got that honour. I'm, I'm actually going to... You should be honoured. Well, I should. I'm going to take photos and uh, put it in as an exhibit mm. in... Uh, uh, My court case. World art. Mm. World art. Not your court case. No, no, no. Uh, I'm, wow, we'll work on that. Uh, so anyway, yes. Anyway, episode 35. We've got a lot to tell you. Uh, this week we've been out filming in the night time which was a lot better gotta be honest being the fact that it's 33 degrees of death every day it's about so i I rounded this up in fahrenheit i actually looked it up i actually did something professional yeah for our american audiences definitely and anyone else who prefers fahrenheit over celsius so for our american audiences then yeah pretty much uh about 91.4 fm uh so (laughs) anyway moving on from that <laughs> fm obviously means something in fahrenheit i'm not sure it's just a radio station to me buddy um but anyway hi america if you're listening how you doing hopefully uh you're all still saying interesting time as late in america but we want to say thank you for listening and hi how you doing mm-hmm. uh especially our mate ddp how you doing ddp great dude so we're moving on uh so far so we went filming not going to spoil any of the content but it was and this is important thing the entertainment capital of Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. It really was. And that is uh, Lam Thai Village. Lam Thai Village. Lam Thai Village. Uh, Thai's got nothing to do with it, uh, even though I saw a few Thai fighters. And they were mostly Mai Thai. And I was actually a Mai Thai centre there. But that's uh, irrelevant. Yeah, we were there. Entertainment capital of Hong Kong. The whole of Hong Kong. Very cool. Famous for uh, pork roasting. And mm-hmm. a lot of old people. Very famous <laughs> for that. Uh, good place enjoyable very much like going back in time uh at least 15 minutes ago uh it was pretty amazing or 24 hours because it was 24 hours ago we were there literally it was isn't that amazing how time flies when you're uh, on concord uh, or any flying thing because it does and it changes as well get a different time zone the more you fly and depends where you land but there you go yes that's daddy's advice for the week it is yeah <laughs> if you want to prolong your life Stay on a flight. (laughs) Just stay on a flight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, go from the UK to America quite often and uh, repeat it. And then you might live longer. Who knows? No one's ever tried that. No one's ever been born and stayed alive in the air. But I think if they were, it'd be very confusing, wouldn't it? Imagine that life. Anyway, you'd probably be radioactive and a super mutant. That's how (laughs) the X-Men formed. I've just brought it down. That's that's how it is. So, how did you like uh, Lam Tay Village? 
I loved it, especially the pork. Yeah, it's that, great. that is quite possibly the nicest pork I've ever had. Yeah, and that's not even joking. Uh, so if you're Jewish, sorry, mm. but if you're not Jewish, it's very good. Oh yeah, it's very very good. And it was um, we well actually the thing they're famous for there mostly famous because there's a flagship restaurant there. There's a few branches. Basically, it's suckling pig, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Cantonese suckling pig. Yeah. So it's kind of like a hog roast. They were sold out that day. They were sold yeah. out. Yeah, they saw us coming and they... That's how good it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they saw us coming. They thought, oh, we can't serve them that. No. We've so, got enough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they saw one, took one look at you and said, no. <laughs> no chance. No, no, no. We need uh, five we more. Need yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it was cool. And uh, good meal to wrap up the uh, evening. We wanted to mm-hmm. deliberately go there to uh, show Pete because half of this is really once in a lifetime for Pete. Um, It might yep. be twice or three times in a lifetime depending on if you return. But it was kind of cool, man. So oh, it was fab. It, it, it's like you say, it was almost like stepping back in time. Um, I mean, you've got all your new bits like the Seven Eleven and whatever. Um, but then, yeah, all the you know the older little houses there and everything. It was a bit like being in Scotland. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, or or Tunisia, which, as you know, is near Scotland. Exactly. Yeah. But um, yeah, like the this kind of uh, more modern bit at the end. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like um. A swirling sort of narrow road, really. Yeah, it's a hill, isn't it? It is kind of. Uh, not a hill as far as Hong Kong can get. Like, mm. it's it's kind of a mild hump, really. Yeah. <laughs> but basically, like, <laughs> at the top is the new estates, all of the modern stuff. And as you go down, it progresses into kind of more of a almost dynasty period mm. type vibe. Well, historically, it's, it was actually a bunch of small walled villages. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, very local. Um, so local that uh, all the restaurant waiters and waitresses were intrigued by you guys going into oh, yeah. the restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll get we're, we're going to go through the day. We will get to that sure. in, a, in a bit. But basically, it's sort of a nod to the Heritage Trail. This place, mm-hmm. um, very amazing place. We know about it being local. We've we've gone there a few times. But basically, it's one of these treasures, hidden treasures of Hong Kong. It's kind of more common to see this kind of thing being protected in Japan. A lot of this stuff in Hong Kong is lost, really. There's still bits and bobs here and there, but a lot of it's not as um, inhabited as this place. It's still pretty much active. Mm-hmm. And it was a very busy place when we were there. We nearly got hit by several cars, for example. <laughs> very narrow roads. Kind of think a little bit like uh, in Spain, a coastal region or a mountain region. Mm-hmm. It's kind of got that sort of flavor to it, but obviously Chinese culture. So kind of cool, man. And I like the fact the whole way up, it is all independent businesses. Yeah, yeah. There's literally no chains in this place, apart from the flagship restaurant at the end, but it started there. But across the way, and we don't show this in the in the episode, but across the way is a huge, massive modern gas station, like yeah. <laughs> petrol station, if you prefer, if you're in England. But yeah, like that sort of ruins the effect, you know? And then a few doors down, there's still a few villages that are pretty much like district villages, which are pretty cool to see. Well, the other thing that's iconic about this area is uh, the temple. That oh, is yeah, there. there's actually yeah. two. One old, one new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One I call a double dragon nightclub because uh, that's what it looks like. Really big place. Two massive dragons, uh, Ned and, F- and Florice, I guess. I don't know. Florice. I'm pretty sure that's their name. Who names their dragon Florice? Uh, they did at the double dragon nightclub. <laughs> Didn't you? Aren't you paying attention? The other one looks like a massive hat. Like a really big hat. Like it's a modern Taoist or Taoist temple. Uh, it looks like a big hat. I think it would be an amazing party zone because at the top it's all glass. Really cool. Just goes to show there's a lot of money in religion. 
We should have probably made note of that when we made one ourselves in season yeah, one. We should have, shouldn't we? Yeah. <laughs> probably should have. But it's kind of an amazing area because the fact that it's juxtaposed too old and new pretty much anywhere in this place, it's pretty cool. And the train stuff is really, really good because it's right next to the place, right opposite it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we discovered that after we got there, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, after Wind made us walk through <laughs> the boonies and about 500 million sort of mechanical shops that are meant to customise cars who were looking at us strange. Like, why yeah. are you walking in a heavily non-pedestrian area and we just thought well you know we're not from here well um, we hadn't so, been yeah. out i thought i'd take the boys for a walk yeah you know? magical mystery tour you know yeah it's really nice that you did she, that on she my put injured leads leg. on and uh yeah she did uh, yeah she uh she played catch a few times didn't she <laughs> but uh with my leg being wrecked that was a nice sentiment thank you very much for that but yeah no it's cool uh, i got to see a dog on the way down uh the guard dog uh wasn't really guarding anything more or less just trapped in the house looking for his next meal but it was kind of cool um, a nice park, nice community park on the way up. We there saw are lots that. Lots of parks around, aren't there? Yeah, that's the one thing that Hong Kong has a very weird um, similarity with Tokyo. Mm. Is you get like these parks just sort of appearing on the side of a city street or yeah. something like this, and it's usually where the old guys, the old lads, I won't say older than us. They're yeah. not super old. I mean, they probably are, but hey, who's ageist here? Not me. Um, basically, that's right, Granddad. Yeah. Yeah, that's where a lot of old guys chill out sometimes, play chess, have tea, smoke cigarettes, uh, do thumb wars, whatever they're doing. I'm sometimes line dancing. Who knows? Yeah, uh, there's, you know, it's line dancing, apparently. Yeah, I think yeah. it is, yeah. Well, from what we could read, which is probably inaccurate. But, yeah. uh, if you want to get you your five, six, seven, eight on. Yeah, yeah. Maybe call out some bingo numbers while you're doing yeah. it just to be multi-talented. Ooh, line dancing bingo. Yeah, that, that's there the thing. Go. That's there's the thing. Business. If any of you guys in Texas are listening... New business proposition right there. <laughs> Line dancing bingo. It's all over that. Talking oh, about bingo. likes its bingo. Oh, well, everyone in the UK likes its bingo, especially Shipley's. Yeah. Yeah, and Mecca. Mecca. Mecca bingo. It's a thing. I know. Crazy. It must have a lot of confused people turning up, though. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. But we we uh, we won't dwell on that. <laughs> Two big chains of bingo. It's very different in America, though. It's usually a community hall, you know? And you get some kind of down-and-out celebrity reading out the numbers. <laughs> He's an anchorman or woman or troll or dog. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Or Schwarzenegger. It'd be a great, it'd be a great announcer. Uh, bingo. I think that's a new career for you, Arnie, if you're listening. Mm-hmm. Bingo announcement. You could do the UK tour. Definitely step up from like, Governor of California. You'd be treated like a Z-list celebrity. It'd be mm-hmm. amazing. Anyway, yeah. Not, I don't know if it's a step up as much as 12 steps down. <laughs> That was the joke. Yeah, yeah. No, of course. But thank you for pointing that out to everyone. No, it was a very just, good... Just in case you didn't get it at home. He was a very good governor of California. He was. He was. He did good TV commercials. I love those. I, I enjoyed them. But moving on. So, as we've set this place up, you're now very confused. You're thinking there's loads of bingo whores near it. There isn't. You're thinking, oh, guys playing chess. They're not. But there was one old lad sitting down having a cigarette. That's for sure. Mm. I think his name was Neville. He had a chair and he was just sitting in the middle of the road. Not quite the road. Just chilling out. Yeah, yeah. Creating, creating a 50 car jackknife powerbomb. Yeah, it was uh, it was interesting times mm-hmm. when he was sat in the road. Uh, mm-hmm. Everyone was confused as to why the old guy was sitting in the road. But when we get to, when you get to this place, obviously we're not going to ruin what we show you on the film. It was kind of cool because when we first arrived here in Hong Kong so far, we've been pretty fortunate with our filming. No one's really interrupted. We've had a few people sort of divert themselves from the cameras. Which is nice. You wouldn't get that in England, yeah. UK. Everyone would come in and try and photobomb you. Yeah, exactly. And we had to go at the beach when uh, I injured you. Oh yeah, 
Oh yeah, our, yeah the bystander, our, our amazing uh, supporter, <laughs> the uh, the old football coach. Yeah, he was great. But basically, like in in this place, it was it, because this road is very narrow. There's no real footpath. You're literally walking down the road yeah. whilst filming. Very awkward for filming, but we got through it somehow. What was cool was when there were people local. They're just carrying on like normal life. The best extras you could ever have, really, in a movie. So if Spielberg or any of you guys are listening, which you wouldn't be, but if you were, great place to film is Hong Kong because everyone just doesn't care, pretty much. Until we got to the end when they were all taking photos of us. There was the chefs in the restaurant who seemed pretty happy to see us. Oh, yeah, well... And then when when we actually waved at them, they'd gone back to their food. But yeah, they did. most people just were like, oh, they're filming. Let's just yeah. carry on. Well, like I said, there are some, I guess the sort of middle young, sort of our age, they're more concerned. Mm. So they'll deviate and go around and yeah, be yeah. courteous. A lot of the older generation just carry on yeah. talking and don't really care, which is great to see because mm-hmm. uh, we needed sort of life. What we're trying to do in this show is, is show you Hong Kong as it is. We're not trying to doll anything up or dress up or anything like this. We're just showing you our take of it. And as you go down these paths, what we were getting is collective. I think some people gossiping like a trail because as we got to the end, people were waiting for us, taking pictures, which was amazing. Uh, Of course, it might not have been us. It might have been a big tiger behind us, but who knows? And there was one. Uh, He was running down the hill really, really quickly. I didn't even notice that. No, no, of course, you were very professional, focused on your job. Tiger and a massive ball of fire. Don't know where that came from. Just (laughs) rolling down the hill down there. So it could have been that that they were taking pictures of. I like to think it was us. Of course. You know, to see creative ego. Yeah, yeah. But we also made a few friends. We did. We made a, a nice uh, friend with a five-year-old security guard at mm-hmm. uh, 7-Eleven wearing an England shirt, yeah, which you was, might be able to pick up in the episode if you got hawk eyes. Not from the uh, Avengers movie, but just eyes of a hawk. Yeah, Which are quite difficult to obtain. Well, I mean, back in the you know ancient witchcraft and white magic, I think it was fairly easy to mm. obtain. But now it's kind of a taboo. You shouldn't really go out collecting hawk eyes, people. Iron Falcon's definitely not a pigeon. Very <laughs> tricky to get a pigeon's eye. Are they really so? Are they? Yeah. That's a whole new conversation. See, they'll come and sit on you. We're, we're now getting into pigeon hunting. Last time it was badger hunting, we're now into pigeon yeah. hunting. That's crazy. You're all learning about new types of hunting, aren't you? Not really learning, per se. It's <laughs> just that there are types of hunting and they're all irrelevant things. Apart from so chaff hunting. Oh, well, chaff hunting, that should be a national Olympic sport. It should indeed. We missed our opportunity we did miss to that with the Olympics, it. yeah. 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 So either that, or you put them in the destruction derby with no seatbelt or roll cage, and that'll be fine too. Or car. Or car. Anyway, there you go. Moving on. So we uh, we had a nod to our five-year-old security guard. They like to start them young. Uh, they're obviously wily and protective. But we also turned around the corner in the new estate, and we made friends with Alvin, the security guard, didn't we? I'm guessing his name was Alvin. No, no suggestion of a name. There was a nameplate. Again... If any of you are watching the episode, it will be episode three of series two. If you can, if you can see the guy's nameplate on his on his badge and you are Chinese or Chinese persuasion and read Chinese, please translate it and let us know what his name is because uh, we could just ask Win, I suppose. We could. We could. And we will be. But that's editing. just too easy. Well, we will be editing it for hours. You might notice. But maybe she won't. I don't know. Will you? Notice his name on his little plate. I haven't checked the footage yet. No, of course not yet. 
But whilst editing. Maybe. It's a big mystery. And That's we wanted to, I think we can stick with Alvin. I think we should stick yeah. with Alvin. He looked like an Alvin. He did. He did. Had no chipmunks, but... No. But he was quite a cool guy. He was. And, and you know, because of the tension, because of the ties, we've kind of finished talking about that because there's no point. But basically, because of that, I've, obviously, I think the alert for the security in the estate is on high. Mm-hmm. And obviously, when we're filming, we could be, you know, CNN or something. Because we look like we, we report for Well, CNN. you guys were drawing a bit of attention. Can't be helped. Yeah, well, um, we would. I mean, we're 12 times the size of the average person here. So, of course, yes. <laughs> most people are very nervous about their house foundations when we walk down the street. Um, but basically, what I would say is I think it's just a, a sense of tension. It might just been curiosity. It was really hard to understand because he couldn't speak English and there's no way in how we could speak Chinese. And so his Google had... Translate was a little bit off, wasn't it? Well, it was very off. Uh, it made no sense. But, you know, nice guy. Yeah. Kept giving us tips, said, uh, if you want to eat round here, it's a very good place. Uh, he was a nice dude. And if we ever find his name, we'll probably give him a credit somehow or a special thanks or something mm-hmm. like this, just by being an extra in our fantabuloso show. But... That's another key point. When you're filming like we're filming for this series, things like that will occur from time to time. We don't know. We can't really say what's going to happen around the next corner or whatever, but it's kind of been fun so far. It's been pretty much rested. And then we go back now. We go back down that hill, back to the flagship restaurant at the bottom. And that's when we can start talking about the reactions we were getting from the staff there. Because as soon as we walked in through the door... We were swarmed by everyone that worked there, weren't we? We we had at least three or four around the table at one point. Until the whole staff ate on a table right next to us and just stared at me the whole time. Like, this guy is eating tofu. What's up with that? Like, you're not meant to eat tofu. You're meant to eat like a real man. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah, it was quite interesting. The lady who um, commended you guys on your chopstick skills, she was just a local Coming into like she just kept some takeaway, didn't yeah. she? Yeah, she was cool. She was uh, probably I wouldn't say maybe near races, maybe. Yeah, she was quite old. Yeah, but she was fun, and she said bye to us. We made a lot of friends right at the end of the, <laughs> the programming. But yeah, it was kind of cool, man. Mm. Special night, really, because um, well, just I think it was kind of the right time to do it because it wasn't that busy. It was a Sunday, which mm. I'm actually mm. shocked it wasn't that busy on a Sunday, and. Uh, yeah, we it was good, man. Had a good meal. Kind of fun. Well, I'm assuming it had been busier early in the day. Because they'd sold out of all the suckling pig. Yeah, we yeah, were quite late. It could also have been end of the week, mm-hmm. to be honest. Yeah. But usually when you're in that place, they actually have an adjacent area. So if the actual restaurant gets too busy, mm. they sit you in a different place. Probably a function sort of setup. Just across the road. Which to is be fair, cool. I think it's more busy on Fridays and Saturdays. Because, you know, kids have to go to school on Monday. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's only us that are the weirdos that go out on a Sunday night, to be honest. <laughs> but what what was also interesting about filming there, because it was a nighttime shoot, was just how active the place was with the, the kids. Like, lots of kids there, lots of young families yeah, was, yeah. too, which is kind of cool to see. The thing that blew my mind is just how many uh, pet shops and stuff. Yeah, there's loads around, aren't there? I mean, all over. Oh, well, it is, uh, especially in your town. Uh, in Tinsel mm-hmm. as well as Yinlong. Yeah, there's, Yinlong has a lot. There's a lot, man. So it's quite interesting to see that because you do get some really exotic stuff as mm-hmm. well at these pet shops. They're not cheap. They're really not cheap. Having a pet in Hong Kong. I think a lot of the time it's almost an alternative to having a kid. 
Yeah. Like, literally, you'll see people having, like, strollers, and in it is a dog, not a child, so... It's, it, well, I mean, this is happening all over the world, really. Yeah. It's a good segue now, so we can start talking about weirdo pets and <laughs> how people are treating their strange pets. But what I think is quite fascinating here is on the walk to Pete's from here, mm-hmm. you often see the largest dogs I think I've ever seen in my life. They're oh, pretty yeah. much the size of panthers. <laughs> They're like crossbreeds between a panther... And a lion, but a dog. I don't get it. But they're, they're massive things, man, like huge. And you think the average houses here, or the mm-hmm. apartments or whatever, how do you fit these things? It's like Pete lying down on all fours, to be honest, these mm-hmm. things. They're massive. Yeah. Well, a, f- a friend of mine used to have a Rottweiler who could put its paws on my shoulders right. while oh. I was standing up. It was. I think, wow. I think he weighed about 12 stone. Nice. Which for a dog is ridiculous. Yeah. That's well, heavier I mean, like, than me. Yeah. That's the, it's the biggest thing I've ever seen. It's a bit like uh, my mate Tompo. Like, hi, James. How are you doing? Uh, it's a bit like his staff is pretty heavy. Mm. Staffies get really muscular. So yeah. they're, they're quite a heavy thing. And I've had Arnie, wonderful dog. Like, one of the most happy, fun dogs I've ever met. Just leap at me. And when you're taking him for a walk, even me, I'm getting dragged around the floor like Thompson's <laughs> laughing in the corner, you know, like just hold on to Arnie, all right? I think he's holding on to me, to be fair. But here you get things that are like pony size, like mm-hmm. truly massive dogs, right? I think they'd be taller than us if they stood on their back legs, some of these things. Are you sure they're not actually ponies? They could. No, I'm pretty sure. They didn't have the uh, logo on their back, you know, the sports brand. Oh, so yeah. that's usually a giveaway. I think one of the biggest dogs I've seen here was a cross between a husky and a chow chow. So it was like a mm. massive white fluffy dog. <laughs> it was really cute, but you know, I'm just looking at it going, you must be so hot right now. <laughs> and the yeah. mess. Yeah. Can you yeah, imagine yeah. cleaning up after that. Well, it's just, I can't <laughs> imagine them. Like, I just imagine it, envision it in even our apartment, which is fairly big for Hong Kong. Mm. I just can't see a dog that size. It'd have to take the entire room that we're in right now yeah. Yeah. to be a kennel, you know? But it's interesting. And there's a lot of this going on. Um, and you get some weird, like, flying squirrels is a pet here. <laughs> A lot of people have flying squirrels. No. Yeah, they, no. they do. I've seen them in pet shops. I have seen them around, especially in Yunlong. Yeah, for sure. You also have rabbits, don't you? That's a big hit. Rabbits. Chinchilla. Uh, chinchillas, guinea pigs, and Chipmunks. hamsters. Chipmunks. Basically, anything yeah. that these huge, massive snakes in the wilderness can eat quite <laughs> happily. I think he probably just saw some bats carrying hamsters and thought they were flying squirrels. No, I've definitely seen flying squirrels here in Hong Kong, for sure. I think they come in from, I think, Japan. It's kind of like human trafficking, isn't it, the pet <laughs> trade here? It's it's an interesting phenomenon, really. Animal trafficking is a pretty serious thing, especially because of Chinese medicine. You yeah, a lot yeah. Of that. Well, it's a lot of... Ing- what's an important thing? Because if you're ever in Hong Kong, or even Japan, or anywhere in Asia, really, you'll walk into something they deem as a wet market, which is basically like kind of similar to the boring food market with the fish and all of this stuff and the butchers and everything all inside. But here, you'll get live frogs, you'll have live turtles, you'll have live whatever. And there's a lot of kids who would come in from England, I know I would when I was a kid, and go, oh, look, a pet shop. Let's get 10 frogs and a couple of turtles, you know what I mean? Or do I have to bob for apples and then I win a terrapin or something? But they're actually food. Or food, like the turtle shells are used for medicine and jellies and stuff like this. Frogs are a delicacy, obviously. The French have them. Yeah, frogs in Chinese are actually called... Field chickens, because the meat tastes a bit like chicken. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
But you have a lot of wildlife. In fact, we were talking earlier. We've seen some of the strangest bugs and craziest mm-hmm. things ever. Well, yeah, it scared the life out of me the other day when someone flapped around my ankle yeah. in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> you know, grabbed my phone out, turned the light on, and it turns out it was a praying mantis. Yeah. And a female one. Uh, yeah. So uh, Pete, obviously had, Pete obviously had a friend. It was very day. cute. It was, it was man. Some, it, 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 it's quite amazing because when you see, like, we're used to the most boring insects in the UK. There are a few hybrid mutated things that are coming out now because of global warming, maybe. I don't know. There's some Boris weird Johnson. and wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> like the Boris Johnson beetle, yeah. Um, but basically, what we're noticing is there's a few dynamic changes. We're getting bigger things and some strange things. We saw a dot spider. Yeah, a dot spider. It was. It, it basically looked like a dot with, like, eight lines of different lengths coming out from this dot. So like a poor kid's so, drawing of a spider. Yeah, and it looked like it was flat. So I was like, D- is it like a dead spider or something? Like, I, I don't know. Anyway, it turns out, because like, um, I have Google Lens, so you take a picture and then Google oh, yeah, finds yeah. out what it is. And it's called a harvestman spider. So it is a spider. Like, I wasn't sure because the body just looked like one dot, and spiders usually have two parts, mm. like the abdomen and stuff. Yeah. So. Well, it's actually quite common. Apparently, but I'd never. This is a trend. So obviously, in my absence, these things became a thing, but it was very strange. Because when you see things like the UK again, just to reiterate, they're all very common and normal. Yeah, we don't. We, we you know, we, a we spider's don't get spider. particularly great. There's a, there's a few dragonflies around, and ladybirds are cool, especially in the summer, like yeah. the peak end or whatever. Yeah, mm. we get a lot of wasps and hornets and stuff like mm. this. But everything's kind of normal. It looks like it's yeah. meant to look apart from the weird dot spider. <laughs> dot spider. <laughs> However, here. What you think is a fly is a dragonfly. What yeah. you think is... Uh, we actually had some weird situation last night because we were up on a roof. It was quite late. And we saw something that literally looked like a small bird, like a swallow or something like this, hit the side of the wall at the top of the roof. But it sounded like a beetle because it was like a hard like, uh, like yeah, a shell it sound. Like it clunked. Yeah. yeah. And then what we saw in the shadow was something that could, I can only say it was a cockroach holding a GoPro. <laughs> it literally looked like that. And I was like, right, I'm off. I'm, I'll see you later. I'm not even going to mess with that thing. It's probably got a machine gun on the bottom of it. It flew like a moth, but it looked like a cockroach. But I, I don't know. I, yeah. I've, it very, sounded like a beetle. Very odd. It was actually a flying turtle. (laughs) Could have been been one of the turtles involved and got out of the wet market. So strange. But what we're also seeing is basically like there's a new story I just read about pythons here. And I didn't even know they had them. Mm -hmm. So there was a python attack a pig in one of the small village areas. Yeah. And some guy, and this is why I love Hong Kong, Pete. Some guy filmed it from start to end. Just curious curious lads just out there. I'm not going to save the pig. I'm just going to watch it get killed, you know. That's the way the world is nowadays. I mean, the farmer was screaming at him because it's like his livelihood. And the kid was probably just like, yeah, whatever. Mm. It's more interesting. I'll get more hits for this. So all of you guys out there making your own little clips in life, if a pig's in trouble, help it out. Because, mm-hmm. you know, otherwise uh, you don't you don't get any uh, decent chassis. In. Although if it is a python, just be very careful about jumping in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Well, you don't see many of those on the roaming hills of the UK or in the... Uh... They do escape occasionally from uh, from private ownership. Well, they have. Mm, there's, been, there's been a few in the news this year. Yeah. Well, actually, the there's been a lot of that from breakouts at zoos and stuff. Well, my personal favourite was the massive hunt um, after a, a big cat was spotted on a moor somewhere. 
Yeah. Um, and you know, all the police right, they had the they had the SWAT teams out to shoot it and all sorts. And it turned out to be a stuffed animal. Right. After about six hours of hunting this this big cat, <laughs> somebody had left their stuffed animal. Oh. It was brilliant. And oh. just, just to talk about that, just the convenience of stuffed animals, mm. when you are out there in the woods hunting for a stuffed animal, especially <laughs> in the UK, you might be out there in the USA if you're really crazy. You could just be hunting, I don't know, what do we talk about, cockroaches with GoPros? I don't know. <laughs> Whatever you're doing. Or if you're trying to save a pig from a python, you're going to need the right attire. It's important. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to say this. We're very proud, very, very proud to have this sponsor. They're a Hong Kong brand. They're linked to the Teespring community. Mm-hmm. And that is Hobo Bait. Great attire. they got pretty much anything you could want for women, for dudes, for anything in between, as well as uh, your favorite GoPro carrying cockroach. I'm sure they'll carry something for them. <laughs> but teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash Hobo Bait is where you will find all of their stuff it's it's currently in phase one they've been very kind to fit us out with t-shirts for the series they've also been kind enough to kind of give us our own sort of character prints mm. which is kind of cool especially pete and i thank you very much for everyone at hobo bait that's teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash hobo bait go crazy and shop now mm. awesome mm-hmm. so there you go they are very cool funny as hell mm. so anyway we're moving on We've covered uh, pets. Pets are a big thing here, man. Like, just... Ah, I don't even know if it's a case where... Because there's, there's a big thing for cats as well. Mm. There's quite a lot of cats, home cats, domestic cats, cats in cafes, cats yeah. running cafes. <laughs> you see a lot of cat, cat cafes. cafes, which is a big Japanese thing where cats run cafes, I'm pretty sure. You go in there, you pet humans. No, I think, I think they're people that are dressed up with whiskers and stuff. That's very Japan. Well, actually, um, Liverpool, when, when we were there, I think we might have discussed this, they had the only, that I recall seeing, cat cafe in the UK. And basically the mm. premise is, you've got loads of cats in a cafe, you go in there, have a coffee like normal, but you get to pet the cat. Mm. So it, in, in a weird sense, in the Japanese logic, it's kind of like a host or a hostess bar, but instead of people, it's cats. Which is very strange. It's very therapeutic when you're petting a... Nice but I think I think animal. it's important yeah. to say that it could go two ways in Japan. Pete's right. You could be dressed as a cat, walk into the bar or the cafe, so to speak, <laughs> and be treated like a cat. It's like a fetish club. Or indeed, it's just a cat cafe where there's cats everywhere. But here, I think there's there's quite a lot of cats. Yeah, It's quite cool. We've seen a few, actually, here and there. Yeah, there was, there was one when we were filming yeah. the, uh, on the first day. Yeah. Yeah. Up in the Gold Coast. Yeah. 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 Just surfing on a surfboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cats do that. Sunglasses on. we got to be as cool as a cat, you know. Mm. But uh, would you say there's more cats or dogs? Mm, dogs, I think. You reckon dogs? Yeah. There's a lot of stray dogs. Well, I say stray. A lot of the owners down here, they they have sort of a very laxed view dogs on dog ownership. Colors, yeah, just, just wandering around. around. Yeah. Sometimes you can go into a national dog meeting. Uh, where I they're think all technically the, they're guard dogs, but well, they're doing a really good job because they're miles <laughs> away from home, guarding trash bins. So it's yeah. nice, it's nice that they're doing mm. that. But um, we have a lot. We've got like these sort of Chihuahua kind of or uh, Pomeranians right mm. outside of our apartment that are always chirping, chirping, which is kind chirping. of interesting. Yeah, no, it's 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 cool, man. It's good to see it. 
Another thing that you see a lot of here is exotic birds. And I'm not talking about Cantonese women. I'm talking about actual... That's a shame. I'm talking... Well, you see them. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> it's one of the places in the world that you will see them yeah. quite frequently. I'm talking about exotic birds. And there was some weird one that you saw. You took a picture, black collared something uh, or starling. other. A starling, yeah. A black collared starling. So is that like a vicar or something? It was a black and white bird that was singing and it was just hanging out by the bridge. Where I was walking past. Oh, so not for sale anywhere, just no, literally. No, it's just, yeah, it's part of the wildlife. <laughs> <laughs> What's interesting to say about for sale, because a lot of the things you'd usually get as pets, mm-hmm. back where we're from, are actually wild here. Mm-hmm. Some, some are indigenous, mm-hmm. near or far. I mean, parrots aren't, but you get like a canary or something like this. Mm-hmm. I think it comes from here. Budgies and stuff, maybe. I've seen a few in the aviaries and that. Yeah. Once I was hanging out in the Shenguan area on the island, and there's this guy, I think he lives locally, and he brings his two parrots down and just sits in the sort of public area, and people come around and, you know... Hang out with his, hang out his with the parrots. parrots, yeah. We also <laughs> saw that, as a good segue, in Los Angeles in the metro, yeah. we saw a dude walk from the train with a parrot. He'd taken it on the metro, probably lived in North Hollywood, to come to the uh, Star Walk to entertain people with his parrot. I remember seeing that in LA a few times, which is kind of cool. Mm. But here it's more like, it's different because the guy's not necessarily entertaining. It's just take his parrot out for a walk. Mm. And just has a rest halfway through. Yeah, yeah. which is different. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. If you've ever been to uh, Warwick Castle, they do a fantastic bird show twice a day. Um, and they've, they've got the proper, they've got falcons, owls, vultures. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You know, things up to like five foot wingspan that fly right over your head. Cool. I think they clipped a couple of people when we saw it as well. You mean like Batman? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's there. Yeah. For sure, Warwick Castle. We actually went there. We took our buddies from LA to uh, Warwick Castle, yeah. but the Falcon show and all that stuff, yeah, I'm not yeah. sure if we could be bothered waiting for that. It was hot that day, actually. Mm. Quite warm. But yeah, oh, so, you, you missed out. It was fantastic. Well, I've seen a lot of them. Um, we actually have birds of prey where I live in the UK. Mm-hmm. Like, so we have... Cause we're yeah, because you're right in the, uh, in the middle in the, of nowhere. In the sticks. Yeah. We've got a falcon for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can hear him at night. Uh, I call him uh, Boris. Nothing to do with Boris Johnson. I just think it's a good name for a falcon, Boris. So there you go. Or could be named after Boris Johnson, I don't know. Whatever your preference is. But yeah, we have a lot of... It's it's just interesting. It's interesting to see the difference. Here, there's a lot of things that make noises at night that you don't really know what the noises are or yeah. whatever. Strange stuff. And we have vampire bats here too. On the, uh, the lights outside. One thing that really blew my mind actually when I was here first time is that the bats are very active around light. Because mm-hmm. you always thought light scared them away. You know, like they like the dark or whatever, but actually attracted to light. I think it might and be the because sound. of the buzzing yeah, yeah. Of, mm. the, of the lamps. But you do get a lot of bats. And there, there's, um, I think we saw, didn't we saw, Pete, a uh, sign about trying to yeah. put poison down. There's, there's quite a few. I've seen them around the island. Um, there's there's bat poison around, so it must be quite a problem. Bat yeah. poison? Bat, yeah. Not, not rats. Not Def- rat? Definitely bat. I mean, it could yeah. be rat, but they couldn't spell it right. <laughs> You know, I'm from Dudley, to be fair, you know. Yeah. My reading's not quite up to scratch yet. <laughs> and it was carved into an old stone yeah. tablet. Beware bat poison all ye who enter. That's right. Talking of stone tablets, do you ever think that if uh, Moses was around now, the Ten Commandments would have come up on his uh, iPad? Yeah. Well, it, it literally would have been downloaded from the cloud, wouldn't it? Yep. Yeah. Because yeah. this, is, this is what I'm thinking. I think at some point they're going to have to re-develop the Bible 
in this generation to make it relevant again for the next 200 years. So instead of, uh, you know, what was it, two fishes and five loaves, he's just going to take them all to Nando's or something? No, no, he just called him Domino's, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He said, if we all contribute a quid each, we can get at least three pizzas. <laughs> and that's how he it's, did it. Instead of this, I can feed you all with this one little device. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think what it was, was, actually, if it's in a modern context, what he had was he had a year's worth of vouchers. Or he, won, he was one of those guys that won the uh, free pizza for a life. Yeah, yeah. And he was just being smarmy. Yeah, I can get 600 pieces, no big deal. Just have to download the yeah. app. And I think, I think Jesus, in modern context, would be played by Ricky Gervais. I think it'd be brilliant. <laughs> Ricky Gervais. Only probably the uh, Middle Eastern version of Ricky Gervais, who would be a lot funnier. I've just <laughs> got to say that. Because, you know, we've got to be historically correct. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, nice segue into religion, kids. So, basically, because, well, we did walk past two old temples, well, an old temple and a new temple. So, I do think, no, it's a very deep conversation. I think that you should modernize all religious texts because it's going to get to that point where kids these days are growing up thinking tomatoes grow in Sainsbury's. Like, they literally don't understand. They come from farms and picked. So, what you want to do is evolve religious texts to make them relevant for this day and age. A bit like they did with Marvel. You know how Marvel has all been updated. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, it, I think it'd be good. So, you know, you could have like, um, and it could it could get really topical, like uh, Joseph and Technical Dreamcoat. You yeah. could have a lot of fun with that, couldn't you? Mm. He was a showman in Vegas, obviously. <laughs> uh, LGBT supporter. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, big, big endorser of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's, I think I'm onto something now. I'm going to mm. write to the powers that be. Hold on. I'm doing it on my hand, everyone, who can't see me right now. Uh, just doing a squiggle, really. Because this makes fantastic radio. It does. Yeah. Uh, I think that most people want to see what I'm doing when I'm doing it, but mm-hmm. instead you just get to hear it. I'm just doing a circle on my hand. Just imagine it in your mind. Yeah, circle on your hand. But I've made a note to the powers that be, and we should all endorse... Modernising the Modernising all religious texts. Mm. All of them. There's about 500 out there, I'm sure. I can't count them all. There's a lot. There's a few. There's just don't start with Rastafarianism because you'll just get sidetracked. I mean, I don't think you can really modernise that. I think it's kind of case in point. Always going to be the same. Yeah. Just easy and chill. Or Pastafarianism. That's always that's, fun. Well, that's that's one that I think uh, the Italians should uh, apply. Mm. Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster, that one. Well, I think it's also good for cultural uh, protection of your, your food. Pastafarian. It's very good. It's actually a real religion. Is it? Yeah. For real? Yeah. In America, obviously. Oh, America's really good. There's the thing that's interesting about the world and its spec with religion is that America's really good at inventing them. Oh, yeah. You know? Or, or well, Scientology. Let's uh, let's bring that up. Because that's a good religion, isn't it? If you're, uh, <laughs> I was just thinking about six that. Six sheets uh, short of a shade of mental. Uh, it's pretty much uh, nuts. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like how this is going because obviously it's all relevant we've covered food we've covered pets we've covered temples we're now into scientology it's all relevant (laughs) yeah of course i think what's fascinating about scientology is uh anyone who could believe in it really yeah uh, it's pretty pretty mad uh yeah yeah it it was it was a chap l ron hubbard was the chap that came up with it and we're talking about 1952 well yeah i mean we have actually we've we've covered this before in uh in one of the episodes but like it's just the enormity of it like and basically in the silence over the year that we haven't been in podcast there's been a lot of hints and nods especially earlier last year 
when there was like the Louis Theroux thing, mm-hmm. you had a lot of uh, the wow. The biggest thing was we actually discovered the main Scientology uh, church in Birmingham. Yeah, and it's enormous, man. Like it blew oh, my gone, mind. Well, <laughs> it's weird because I'd observed the one in. There used to be one in city centre. I yeah, I got um. <laughs> Say dragged in. Uh, somebody said, "Do you want to do a stress test?" Yeah, we've all been there. Yeah, I was. I was early. I was like, "Why not?" We've literally. Well, that's the thing. All of us have been there. The hook is. The hook is. I'm waiting for my mate. He's not here yet. Why yeah. not? It's going to say twenty minutes. Exactly. Right? That's yeah. the hook. Yeah. The thing that's interesting is that one sort of shut down so silently mm. in a sense of bones, tucked away. And then I was like, oh, good, we're done with it. Like, oh, ace, you know. And then I saw this absolutely massive area. And it's not only a, a church, it's a museum, apparently. And we're all invited. Uh, great. I mean, I want to know what a museum has when it's not been there for more than five minutes, really. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you just walk in there and go, well, this was a wall once. Oh, thanks very much. I'm sure it was. But it's it's just weird to see that. Now... I would say I'm not going to knock you if it's your if like if there's something profound about it. I mean, for me, it's just a series of books, and I like game books when I was a kid. So it's pretty much that or manga if you're kind of uh, collecting books now, comic books if you prefer. To me, it's that, but it's that with an extra darkness to it. But what I think is fun is like you get the chance to believe in it, but how long do you think it'll last in Birmingham? I can't really see it being successful. They've been around for a while, so... They have in the UK. Yeah, I don't see why not. It's a very strange thing, yeah. isn't it? It's very strange. And yeah, like you say, it's, it's a mansion, essentially. Yeah, which is... I think it's a good move back to Hong Kong, because let's forget all the nonsense from the West and all this stuff. We've been there, done that. We've got a break from that now. We're as East as you can get. I would like to suggest... Well, we're not. We're not in Japan yet. But I'd like to say... It's really cool here because, you know, you have this sort of, um, it's very chilled, man. Like most of people here believe in ancestral religion and that's really chilled out. Like it's just everything mm-hmm. that was here before is still here, blah, blah, blah. You know, remembering your family and everyone like this is very healthy. It's not, there's nothing weird about it. But the rise here is in Christianity. It's really big. Mm-hmm. It's been huge, actually. And I think a lot of people are using it to sort of... Um, for a road to their own sense of democracy, which is kind of interesting. Is Scientology here? It must be. I'm not sure, but I know the Masons are. Oh, Freemasons. Yeah, the well, Freemasons. And the Mormons. Freemasons fraternity. Mm. In fact, yeah, because they're, um, they're generally non-religious, the Masons. Yeah. Well, they're... Um, you have to believe in something. Yeah, you have to believe in a supreme being, but yeah, it doesn't but, matter um, your persuasion. Yeah. You could be uh, like Marilyn Manson, yeah. uh, Hail Satan kind of a dude, and still be in Freemason. It's well, just the, the idea of supreme being. The Church of Satan's actually rather cool. Yeah, it's great. That, that was essentially... But <laughs> great it's, promotion. It's like. absolutely yeah, it's nothing like you think it is. Right. It's not devil worship. But it's important to say that it is in America. Yeah. Yeah. They, but it's just a bunch of guys yeah. who are essentially atheists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That are like, yeah, we just want to be cool. It's basically and there's no devil worship or anything. It's kind of a tag for atheism. That It's yeah. not... It's, it's actually hard to state that because there are derived areas of it that get a bit wacky and weird. Oh, of course, there's all the, the yeah, weird course. stuff. There's but the, the, offic- the official <laughs> Church of Satan... Yeah, yeah, we're not going to promote it too much. So but. essentially, it's like an anti-religion religion. Yeah, it's right. more it's more centred around the irony of it. Mm. Yeah. Like, basically, it's a kind of um, loophole. So it's almost like, well, we can't prove this and we can't prove this. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so they might both exist, but we're in the middle thinking, well, if they do exist, we're going to go with the bad dudes. Why not? It's irony. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's. There's nothing deep to it attached. However, uh, I think it was Anthony LaVey or someone like that, one of the ministers of it. Back in that time, it was controversial. Mm-hmm. It's become mellow now. I remember actually it's a really good thing. There was actually a story about Oklahoma allowing a statue of Lucifer in next to another kind of monument or a Christian church or something. And there was an uproar about that. Do you remember that? Well, I'm pretty sure I have seen the only official statue to Lucifer in the world. And it's actually in a park in Madrid. Um, and there's actually a part in the guidebook. There was one in, um, there's actually one in Birmingham. Museum. Museum. Yeah. Uh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. But basically, I think it was probably at that time it was the only one. Well, I just this want one to add. This one wasn't Lucifer. It was the goat-headed yeah, yeah, Satan yeah. thing. Because the yeah. thing is with Lucifer is that it's not necessarily... Because I had to teach Paradise Lost to a student. And he was asking me, because, you know, obviously Lucifer as the fallen angel becomes mm-hmm. Satan. And I was explaining to him that it's not necessarily that he's evil. But it's just that he's not good anymore. Well, actually, actually it's even right? better because... So the dynamic is actually not just black and white. No, it never was. Like, even in the Bible, if you take the Quran, they mention a similar thing where he contradicts himself. So it's actually con- contradiction of God because um, he was punished for protecting humanity. Mm-hmm. Lucifer was basically like Morningstar construct, right? Mm-hmm. He was basically our savior. He lived for us, a bit mm-hmm. like pre-Jesus Jesus. But he contradicted God in protecting us, so he was then banished. And that was a contradiction. Mm-hmm. So it's basically, I think that's what the Satanists, uh, the Church of Satan in America, I should not call them Satanists, mm-hmm. but the Church of Satan actually believe more to that, like in the contradiction, the loophole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if you've got an all-forgiving supreme being and you save the thing he's told you to protect, then why are you being punished for it? That mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's one of these things. But yeah, in both the Quran and the Bible, he's not considered evil. Yeah. Well, in Milton's Paradise Lost, he's actually really humanized. And it's he's a complex character with, like, you know, struggles and stuff. And it's not, like I said, it's just not black and white. Yes, yeah, I don't think it ever has. It's and very it, interesting. It's a good segue for Pete, who's been watching Lucifer the series. Yes. I have, yeah. Roughly based <laughs> nice on series. the uh, Sandman <laughs> comics by uh, Neil Gaiman. Yeah. Or Gaiman. I can't I can never tell. Gaiman. Gaiman. Yeah. Mm. Um, but basically, yeah. So, um, wow, we went on a spin there, didn't we? <laughs> So let's talk about Double Whopper's cheese and uh, your favourite fast food joints. I mean, why not? I mean, we've gone, gone full circle. Uh, so uh, I do worship food, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Just to put it out there, not an endorsement to the uh, church to say, and definitely not uh, anti-whatever you believe in, except for if you're Scientology, then please switch off right now. <laughs> Joking. We welcome you. If you've got any, you might want to, uh, we're quite ignorant to Scientology. We only flip through the first pages of Dianetics because that was part of the stress test. But what I would like you to do is actually just say, you know, what's cool about your religion? Because we can talk about it. Why not? We give everyone a fair shot. We're not judging here. We're just being silly. So moving on to uh, Double Up with Cheese, mate. What's, yes, your, go- what's your go-to? Because you've been going to McDonald's and hitting up these the Double, double Big Macs. Macs. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not here for long. I've got to take advantage. <laughs> is that your third one? Well, you've been I out think it is, yeah. Wow. That yeah. good? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so tell, good. tell the kids at home about your uh, tea set that you had. Tea set! It's a, it's a Hong Kong tradition tea set. Do you mean my two tea sets? Your two tea... Oh, yeah, two. 
Yeah, the double. Oh, yes. I remember your story. Yeah, go. Because obviously most people are at work kind of mid-late afternoon, you know, kind of three to five. You get a lot of these tea sets that are just smaller versions of meals, mm-hmm. I think it but comes, really cheap. I, I think it comes from the British tradition of afternoon tea. Yeah. yeah. Like, we don't do that in England anymore, but they used to, you know what I mean? Like, York does, actually. Mm. York does that sort of stuff still. Like, a, basically, for anyone who's not English, it's basically like having tea and a cake or a little pastry, mm. like a sausage mm. roll, something around just past noon, isn't it? Just usually a snack. At home. But over here, you get your noodles and all sorts. Yeah, well, here it's a big culture, man. And the chicken, egg and cheese sandwich that I had at McDonald's, which is fantastic. Chicken, egg and cheese sandwich. So it's kind of like a weird adapted breakfast around (laughs) three o'clock, Well, you can also get a sausage and egg McMuffin in it. Yeah. With like a drink or whatever for for, for the equivalent of £1.70. So naturally you did both. I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. very good. Because it's convenient, isn't it? You're in the sort of den of everything you know. KFC, McDonald's. <laughs> what else is there? Pizza Hut, I think. Yeah, there is. I, I, I did have a look at their menu and they're expensive. Oh, dude, yeah. it's... I mean, it's a proper restaurant. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. according to people here, it is. Uh, yeah. According to us, it's still pizza. I used to pizza. work in one, of course. It's a proper restaurant. Oh, is it? Yes. Not in America. Everyone's, <laughs> everyone's falling off their chairs laughing at I you in America. I've been to one in America, actually. Oh, it, well, it's interesting because when I first went to California, they had one... In LA, it was kind of tucked away. It was, it's kind of like it's weird. It's like blockbusters. It's a, it's a culture that oh, no God. one's gonna know. Yeah, but it's a culture no one's gonna know because now in America, it's you go to delivery. Mm. There's very few sit-in restaurants unless they're linked to Taco mm. Bell and they're a kind of multiplex. Taco Bell, KFC, and Pizza are in one roof, yeah. and then it's just walking into basically McDonald's. It's mm. super quick turnover. But when I first went there, it was literally. Um, the separated thing, they had a look, had that certain roof on it. It was always the same, like a hat, basically. Mm-hmm. And and every pizza around the world, including the UK, looked like that. That went very quickly. Pizza in the UK became kind of a bargain, like a, a centred around a buffet to try and bring people in. Of course, you have a la carte and stuff. Even saying a la carte pizza seems <laughs> wrong. But, it, you know, it's still a thing in the UK. And mm-hmm. that's because it... it kind of formed from Pizza Land. We had a chain called Pizza Land. They bought it out. Pizza. They actually came... It was Deep Pan Pizza, I think. Well, they merged it. It was yeah. two companies they merged. Pizza Land was mm. slightly before you, I think. I was really yeah, watching when that was around. And then basically they merged it into Pizza Hut. So the licensing and the thing in the UK is slightly different. Of course, it's the same brand, so it's yeah. kind of washed over. But here, and this blew my mind when I first came here... Here it's like you're going out on date night, man. <laughs> Here it's like, I would say, your mid-range date night. You can attack me one night, then. Um, I think we can do better. <laughs> I think if I, if I was going to take you anywhere, <laughs> it'd probably be uh, the Church of Satan. We could have some ribs. Brilliant. I don't know. <laughs> Great place, man. Church of Satan. Everyone should go there for the barbecue. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really hot as well. Really hot barbecue, so it cooks everything perfectly. The way I like it, you know, cremated. So moving along... Uh, but pizza is different. And and the thing about Hong Kong is their favourite pizza topping is mayonnaise. Well, Thousand Island dressing. That's just wrong. It's well, weird, isn't not it? not favourite. It's just one of the options. It's not as bad as pineapple on a pizza, though. So well, they, do you, that, they do that too. If you do have pineapple on a pizza, you can turn off now. Well, a bit, the thing here is like Cantonese people, uh, like the, the delicacy of Canton, right, region of uh, China, is sweet and salty. Mm-hmm. And everything here, because it's coasted, is uh, seafood. Mm-hmm. So the pizza is basically that. It's like a crab, prawn, chicken, pineapple, Thousand Island, <laughs> loads of cheesy things on the side, weird 
thing. It looks like a hot pot. Mm. That's the thing. A pizza here looks like a Chinese hot pot. It's got stuff all over the place. I just want to say you can get a normal pizza as yeah, well. Yeah, but, no but uh, you know, they have these uh, seasonal specialties mm. that look mad. Well, you can also get Sainsbury's pizzas in the supermarket. <laughs> yes. Well, that's something you've discovered. Yeah. yeah. And it's not just Sainsbury's Pizza, it's pizza by Sainsbury's. It is, yeah. Which I've never, I don't think I've seen in the UK. Oh, yeah, they've got them in the UK. Have they? Yeah, the yeah. Exact same, is it yeah, the exact same thing. Yeah, the exact same thing. Right, right, right. Well, depending on the supermarket, they have different links now. So if you go to this supermarket, they have Waitrose Essential stuff. And then another one has Tesco oh, yeah. stuff. Well, that was the Another one has thing. Sainsbury's. But the Tesco stuff like, that we saw, obviously Marks and Spencer's has always been here. Yes. It's, it's never really gone. But we never really had the food. No, like, that's new. Yeah, that's like new. the fresh food. Imported, yeah. We had the cookies, show, but not the salad. goes to show how good the uh, fridges on cargo ships have got. Yeah. You know? But basically, like, one thing that blew my mind is, like, we're just walking through one of the old malls in Tunmun, and we just walked past that, uh, what's it called, Vingo or something? Van, uh, Van, Van Gogh. Van Gogh. Yeah. Uh, Vincent Van Gogh we walked past. <laughs> uh, it's really old now. Just one of his paintings hanging up somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Just, just one-eared wonder, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But as we walked past... We just saw this neon light saying Tesco's and both Pete and I was like, oh God, what's yeah. happened? It was just yeah. a Tesco shelf. <laughs> proper, yeah. proper weird it yeah. was. And the Tesco branded stuff is really trying to be like M&S, isn't it? It's like <laughs> trying to sell to that audience. It's trying. Yeah, trying and failing. Trying its best. Yeah. Bless it. So anyway, we've given you uh, more than your share of strange conversation today. I think uh, we, we, we kind of handled all of, uh, well, we've... We'd like to handle more, but if you guys comment and send us questions, mm -hmm. uh, things like this, maybe we can end the show on a few questions if you guys give us a shout out. But yeah, I think we've covered a lot of ground there. We've gone from filming to religion to food. <laughs> pets. And pets. Mm -hmm. uh, I think Pete's dying in the corner. Yeah. Uh, too much. Uh, Not very quietly either. Yeah. It's been a really hot day, folks, actually, just to end this. It's been a very hot day, uh, and the room we're in, we've just kind of left to be an oven. So I think <laughs> Pete's needing chill time. So we'll be back this time next week. Mm -hmm. Say so see you later. See you Bye. later. Over to Win for the Wrap-Up. Subscribe to FIA Gets Tubed on YouTube for access to all Project FIA episodes and extras. As you know, you can find our podcast on all the major platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, and SoundCloud. Ask us questions and drop us your comments via email. Our address is projectfia.rebelrated at gmail.com. And of course, we are also on Twitter. Our handle is projectfia.rebelrated.